This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A new poll shows President Biden and Donald Trump are tied in a hypothetical 2024 rematch, though they're both running 50 points behind Kill Me. <laughs> King Charles... <laughs> Ah, Saturday Night Live, they keep trying anyway, don't they? No matter what. I guess, uh, is the writer's strike back on again, Michael? Is that, what happened with the... They did have one kind of funny, kind of funny skit on Saturday Night Live. It's making the rounds on Al Gore's amazing internet. And, uh, maybe I'll talk about that and, uh, and maybe I won't. Saturday Night Live, you know... I remember when it was a comedy show. You remember when it was a comedy show? I think it was better. Uh, I think it was better than kinda, kinda, much of the time. Well, happy Monday and welcome. Were you able to get any any uh, anti-Semitic violence over the weekend? Because <laughs> it's all the rage. You know, the Democrats have made it fashionable again. <laughs> they brought it back. And boy, have they brought it back. I, uh, it is, uh, it's a madhouse. The whole world is, uh, is a madhouse. And, and isn't it fascinating that uh, so many on the left have revealed themselves, revealed themselves. I suppose people like uh, me, I, I, I didn't have to reveal myself. My, my uh, positions were already uh, well known, generally speaking. Uh, but uh, lefties, college campuses, news media making their... Uh, almost bizarro anti-Israel, pro-terrorist, pro-radical Islamic jihad, pro-terrorist army, pro-Hamas, pro-Islamic jihad, pro-Hezbollah, pro-Iran uh, perspectives known to all of us now, and now we can see. And there's a lot to talk about. Who is it? They took over the Brooklyn Bridge. That was on Saturday. They took over the Brooklyn Bridge, I think, right? The, the jihadis did. There are a lot of jihadis living among us, and a lot of them call themselves Democrats and self-identify as liberals, though they may be suffering from gender dysphoria, uh, all, although I guess that goes without saying, doesn't it? And uh, lots of violence on campus. You see, Cornell University is back. We had that We had that professor, he was from Cornell last week, right, who said, uh, what did he say? That he uh, loved jihad, something like that. I think he said he loved jihad. He really likes it a lot. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. It was exhilarating. And if they weren't exhilarated, by this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated. Professor Russell Rickford at the Cornell University, and uh, he was talking about the massacre and the rape and the decapitations and things. He was exhilarated. He's still a, uh, I think he's been suspended. He's on leave. I think he's on leave for the moment. But uh, really, I, I, you know, he should be gassed, right? I mean, he should uh, probably put him in the back of a van and drive him around and uh, gas him, something like that. I think he'd feel at home. He'd feel at home that way. 
Uh, well, Cornell is back in the news, Cornell University of New York State, because uh, they, uh, boy, they've got uh, all kinds of genocidal uh, anti-Jew stuff going on there. And uh, the administrators, what are the administrators doing, Michael? I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot. And the, uh, the uh, attorney general of the state of New York, she is a radical left-wing extremist, and she uh, weighed in with this milk toast kind of, well, that should be frowned upon statement. Uh, when the uh, there is a group at Cornell calling, what is it they, uh, well, for the extermination, you know, of a, of a race of people of a, but that's that's okay because when you're when you're Democrats, you know, it's all right. Jewish people need to be killed is the headline of the post. If you see a Jewish quote person end quote, because you know you can't really call them people, so you got to put person in quotation marks. If you see a Jewish, quote, person, end quote, on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. This is the uh, post. Uh, and uh, rats need to be eliminated from Cornell. That's the, uh, the statement from self-identified Democrat, self-identified liberal. I mean, I got to say, if you're a Democrat, it is a time for choosing. If you're a Jewish Democrat, it's a time for removing your head from your your rectum, because you uh, you really got to start thinking in uh, real terms here. But it is a uh, it's amazing. So I'll update you on that because they've got the president of Cornell University uh, posted a statement in response to that. It was rather milk toast, and the uh, radical left wing extremists um, uh, attorney general of the state of New York she's weighed in too. And it may not be the response that everybody had hoped for or expected. So we've got that. A look at pro-Israel versus pro-Palestine protests. The Daily Signal from the Heritage Foundation has the story. There is a a very, very big difference. Hundreds storm airport in Russia in anti-Semitic riot over arrival of plane from Israel. Wonder who orchestrated that. Because you got commies there, and uh, you know Russia, the Soviet Union, they uh, they brutalized the Jewish population there forever and ever. Russia shuts airport after mob encircles flight from Israel, and uh, uh, amazing stuff. But the Washington Post had a story over we- over the weekend: the most racist president in modern history revels in violence. Uh, I know you think they're talking about uh, Joe Biden or maybe Barack Obama. But uh, but they're not. They're talking about Donald Trump. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing stuff. And um, there's this guy, and it's resurfaced a Saudi writer who posted. He's from Saudi Arabia. That's what makes him a Saudi writer. He's a writer from Saudi Arabia, and uh, he posted a video. Now he posted it a couple of years ago, in which he was uh, pleading with Benjamin Netanyahu to wipe wipe the Palestinians off the world. Said you know English is not his first language, but you know off the face of the earth, I'm pretty sure is what he meant to say. So uh, that's uh, it's kind of you know a little reminder that you know Palestinians are not beloved in the region by the Egyptians or the Saudis or the Lebanese or the Jordanians or or anybody else uh, because you know they got a reputation. Know what I'm saying? Uh, remarkable stuff. And speaking of Democrats, New York City's racial equity head. They have a head of racial equity. Write your own jokes. New York City's racial equity head, Linda Tigani, shared anti-Semitic posts. And it turns out that the Democrats picked her to be their head of racial equity. And she sounds like Osama bin Laden. 
Uh, but that's okay because it's all among Democrats. And as you know, it's a circle fest in a hot tub. So pay no attention. The newly appointed NYC racial equity chair has history of anti-Semitic posts from the river to the sea. You know, just to name one, wipe the Jews off the map. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, and it's, and it's kind of remarkable when you juxtapose the Saudi writer in 2020 asking Netanyahu to wipe the Palestinians off the face of the earth. Compare him to the Democrat Party's pick to be the racial equity head in New York City, our most populous city, uh, where she is chanting from the river to the sea. She wants to wipe the Jews off the map. The Saudis want to wipe the Palestinians off the map. But Democrats are a very confused bunch. Gender dysphoria, uh, racism. They, you know, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, something that I want to point out, too, I was watching the news this morning, and this guy on Fox News, Trey Yinkst, Trey Yinkst, he's reporting from Israel, and he has been since the beginning, and he's doing a very good job. And he reminded us of something today, that while the so-called Gaza Strip is being bombed uh, quite strategically, surgically, by Israel and that terrible man, Benjamin Netanyahu, American liberals despise. They've been told, you know, I've talked about this for years, the Democrats have the power of point and hate. They can point at anyone, and the entire Democrat Party hates them all at once. It can be Donald Trump. It can be Benjamin Netanyahu. It can be a school teacher that uh, doesn't want men pretending to be women competing in sports and, and uh, things like that. It can be anyone. The point and hate feature of the Democrat Party. It's quite remarkable and, and very potent. But Trey Yinkst pointed out this morning that while the Gaza is being bombed, something the news media continues to fail to point out because, as you know, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. Um, Gaza... The people of Gaza, the radical Islamic jihadis, ar, ar, jihadi armies in Gaza, uh, primarily the Palestinian Islamic Jihad and perhaps the better-known Hamas, they continued to fire rockets and missiles at Israel, killing the Jews and targeting the Jews, just the civilians. They're not targeting military installations or anything. They just want to kill the Jews because from the river to the sea, as the Democrat head of racial equity in New York would say, and the Democrat Party has adopted the, that should be their slogan in 2024. From the river to the sea, wipe the Jews off the map. That's your Democrat Party slogan for 2024. Kind of weird, I know. But uh, the uh, the news media, they're all about Israel expands ground war against Hamas as observer fear civilian casualties in Gaza. Does anybody fear civilian casualties in Israel because the troglodytes continue to fire rockets and missiles? So I guess it's actually a war. And in Gaza, uh, plunder. You see, the Gazans the Gazans formed a mob and hundreds and maybe thousands of Gazans. We call them Gazans now. Gazans plunder the United Nations uh, food supplies as civil order breaks down on the war-torn Gaza Strip. Civil order was was there civil order before? <laughs> because if this is what civil order means, maybe I, once again they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. So they continue to fire missiles and rockets at Israel, and nobody pays any attention to that because maybe they're not very good at it. Just like everything else in the history of the world, but uh, but never mind that. So I got that, but they continue to fire um, 
rockets and missiles at the Jews uh, trying to murder them. But pay no attention to that. It's, uh, the coverage is as if Israel invaded Gaza one fine day out of the blue and are being mean to civilians just for the heck of it. Now, again, the Gazans plunder the United Nations relief supplies, food supplies. And, uh, and I'm reminded once again that you probably shouldn't uh, bite the hand that feeds you. I wonder if they're familiar with that turn of phrase, the so-called Pal- Palestinian people. You, maybe you shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you, and, and it's more than just the hand that feeds you. You know, they can't, um, their water supply is the Mediterranean Sea. Did you know this? But it's not that they've adapted to drinking salt water. They desalinate the water with desalination plants there, which require fuel, like, you know, petrol. They might call it petrol. Gasoline or diesel to run the, uh, the plants that desalinate water from the Mediterranean Sea, which is what California should be doing and should have been doing for the last 50 years. But liberals are too stupid or corrupt in California to figure that out, too. Hey, we've got another drought this year. Uh, pull another bong, pull another line of coke, do some fentanyl and shut up. Uh, but in any case, they uh, and, and where do they get their fuel to desalinate the water? From the Jews. Where do they get their electricity? From the Jews. And now the news media is all like, oh, I can't believe they're without power and with, they're without water. Well, maybe they shouldn't shoot in the head the person that gives them clean water and electricity. You ever think? Uh, <laughs> every day is an IQ test, and if you're with Hamas or the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, you're probably a very, very low IQ person. In fact, did you see there was a study out on that recently about how low the average IQ was in the Gaza? It's, it's quite alarming. Um, really, they should be riding around on three-wheeled bikes wearing hockey helmets and ringing a bell. Ding, 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 ding. These, uh, these are not, uh, honestly... Um, just uh, sit down and shut up. You know what? Let, let's have a ceasefire. When the troglodytes from hell stop murdering the Jews or doing everything they can to murder the Jews, then maybe we'll have a ceasefire. But that day has not arrived, has it? No, no, it hasn't. Uh, also, speaking of college campuses, pretty amazing stuff. The, uh, here's the, uh, <laughs> the, the New York Times. I've got a story from the New York Times um, because at uh, the... Georgetown University, Georgetown, which is supposed to be a Catholic university, um, they uh, they love uh, the troglodytes and they hate the Jews. It's kind of an amazing thing, and it turns out that's not a new development. That's not a recent development at Georgetown University. In 1940, in 1940 now, before Pearl Harbor, but uh, well into the you know, uh, uh, invasion of Poland, uh, September of uh, uh, 1939. The uh, Georgetown University students poll uh, leading personalities of the world. How much did they love Adolf Hitler back then? Kind of interesting. And on college campuses everywhere, I'm scared to go to class is the headline. Violence erupts at Tulane University. That's in New Orleans. During dueling Israel-Palestine rallies, the jihad is here, boys and girls. It's in the United States of America. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it slit their throats at Cornell. And uh, what's being done about it? Well, liberals kind of shrug. Also, Kamala Harris was on 60 Minutes last night. Not for all 60 Minutes. She doesn't have that much to say. We've got that. 
And the Democrats are beginning, beginning to fear again, they do it over and over again, that Joe Biden may not be the best candidate for them next year. With Jim Vandehei, 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 Bally High. Uh, oh no, the White House is afraid that Joe Biden is very severely brand damaged. And in Washington, D.C., crime is so bad that business owners are fleeing like the city's on fire. And the shootings, because Democrats love shooting people. 18 injured, two dead. That's, uh, you know, I'll get to that one. One dead, eight others injured. 22-year-old charged in shooting of 18 people. Uh, he's a Democrat, as it turns out. And the Republican field as well. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Ah, yes. On Friday, just before we left, we uh, we spotted a news story uh, here in Washington, D.C., which is representative of and emblematic of a phenomenon that we're witnessing nationwide across this great land of ours, which is very much in peril. D.C. liquor store owner says she is leaving due to rising crime. Angela Allred owner of Imperial Wine and Spirits, says her business is targeted by thieves almost daily. And here this uh, nice lady, there's a picture of her, downtown Washington, D.C. business, says retail theft is so rampant and so regular that the thieves come in and they load up on her uh, liquor, on her on her product, and, and they menacingly and threateningly, because they're young men, they're Democrats, they... They pretty much all look the same, and uh, they steal, and they rob her blind, and they threaten her and menace her, because what's she going to do about it, Uh, other than maybe shoot them, you know, but uh, of course, uh, they're mostly packing, packing stuff. So I want to, I want to update you on, I want to explain this story to you, because she, um, you know, is uh, trying to be a business owner in a Democrat city, and it's happening. I've talked about all the businesses, big and small, leaving San Francisco and Seattle and Portland and and elsewhere and New York. And and this is because Democrats decided to defund the police. Defund the police. That's a Democrat Party ethos. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Now, I was, uh, I know, laughing or appalled or something this morning. The Biden administration, that is Joe Biden. Remember, he was going to restore our standing in the world, and he was a foreign policy expert. He's, uh, he's an expert in Swanson TV dinners and the remote control for his 19-inch tube TV, where he watches daily episodes of Hazel. Those are about the only things in which he is expert. But today, the uh, the headline is, U.S., that's Biden and the Biden White House, urges Israel against Gaza ground war. So they should sit there on their hands while the troglodytes fire missiles and rockets at their babies every day. Uh, how dare you respond uh, and, of course, you pick a fight with Muhammad Ali, and in that region, Israel is Muhammad Ali, and Gaza is Chuck Wepner. Nobody remembers Chuck Wepner. He was known as the Bayonne Bleeder. And um, <laughs> Muhammad Ali cut up his face so bad that uh, he could never show up in public again. Uh, but, honestly, you pick a fight with, uh, with Israel when you are these troglodytes in the Gaza who, by the way, were given 25 or 26 miles of beachfront property and turned it into hell. Uh, Nice job, Gaza. Nice job, so-called Palestinians. Amazing stuff. So uh, Israel is sustaining rocket and missile attacks from the Gaza, and the Biden administration is urging Israel to not launch a ground war against the people that are firing missiles and rockets at them on a daily basis because because their base, I guess, is now more Hamas-leaning. They're, uh, they're pro-Hamas and anti-Israel. Just don't call them anti-Semites. Never mind that there's only one Jewish state on the planet Earth, and they're anti that Jewish state. But uh, set that aside. Amazing stuff. Now, Democrats also run big cities across America. They run them into the side of a mountain at a high rate of speed. They run them off the tracks. They, uh, uh, again, San Francisco, I couldn't even list all the things. It was uh, Salesforce gone and the, the flagship store for Whole Foods gone and, and uh, grocery stores fleeing. And, and how many you got like Target stores fleeing Chicago and uh, because, and here's the reason, crime The problem is not our guns, it's your sons. You're raising so many criminals. Oh, speaking of which, there was a, you know, it's it's not funny, but there is a pattern emerging here. And uh, the Washington Post has a story today. D.C. carjacking attempt leads to fatal shooting. I was telling you stories last week. Earlier, at the beginning of uh, this month, today is the 30th of October, at the beginning of this month, there was the carjacking, uh, and they were all teenagers, teenage boys, and uh, they carjacked somebody at gunpoint, 
were driving the stolen car around that they had carjacked at gunpoint when a police officer noticed that the car that they had stolen at gunpoint had a dealer tag on it, you know, the paper license plate, and that the dealer tag was expired. So the police officer went to pull over the carload of carjackers, not knowing it was a carload of carjackers, but the carload of carjackers punched it and took off at a high rate of speed, and they crashed into a tree, and the car burst into flames, and all four of the teens were burned to death. Ah, ah, it sounded like that, and it was uh, terrible, right? And then the other day we had, uh, just last week, we had two young women, because this was women's liberation, Democrat style, Two young women had carjacked two different cars at gunpoint from people who owned them. And the uh, two teenage girls were driving two seven. Apparently, it's not even clear if they knew each other. Uh, This is how many carjackings there are in Washington, D.C. these days. One was in Prince George's County in Maryland, just across the D.C. line. And the other was in northeast Washington, D.C., the two carjackings. These two teenage girls with their carjacked cars stolen at gunpoint crashed into each other at like 2 or 3 in the morning. And the crash uh, happened at such a high rate of speed that one of the teenage girls was killed, was killed. Uh, And the other one was not killed. But that happened just last week. And last news report I saw, Washington Post doesn't care. They could care less. It would be racist to tell you the actual story. Uh, But one teenage girl killed and uh, beginning of the month, Uh, Four teenagers killed in a fiery crash. Now the front page of the Metro sectional, you know, they love their Metro sectional. D.C. carjacking attempt leads to fatal shooting. Police, colon, they love their colons. Victim fired handgun at juvenile. Uh, Now this is uh, fascinating. Off-duty federal officer was on his way to work. An off-duty, now I actually saw this, my best girl and I saw this, that a teenager had been shot and killed at, I think, 6th and D Street downtown, um, which is a place where normal people go, been shot to death. And we said, oh, that's kind of an unusual place for a teenager to be shot to death. I wonder what happened. Well, here's the update on the story. An off-duty federal security officer on his way to work Saturday night fatally shot a 13-year-old boy who officers said was one of two Utes who tried to carjack him in the district's Penn Quarter neighborhood near public safety buildings and an entertainment complex. Public safety buildings. Were that buildings with locks on them? What is that exactly? According to D.C. police. Police said in a statement that the officer, waiting for a shift to, uh, to start, was sitting in his personal vehicle. Well, where else would he be sitting? The 600 block of D Street Northwest, D like Delta, near the D.C. Superior Court building, appropriately, when two Utes approached him shortly after 10 p.m. and demanded his vehicle. The officer told investigators the Utes demanded that he get uh, out of the vehicle, and one of them had his hand in his front waistband pocket as if he had a handgun, um, according to the police report. Now, as the off-duty officer got out of his vehicle, police said, he told investigators, he produced a handgun and shot one of the perpetrators. And uh, now it's announced on the front page because maybe they got a guy they can lynch here. Maybe they got, 
you know, somebody defended himself against criminals, and the Washington Post is against that. They're for the criminals. So um, the report says that one youth was, uh, youth was struck in the chest. The other ran away. Run away, run away. Uh, it was not immediately clear if the youth who was shot was the same youth who had his hand in his pocket with the gun thing. And police said in a statement, they have the officer's gun in their possession. They did not recover the other weapon. But this is uh, pretty much, you know, everyday stuff in Washington, D.C. In fact, they, they do go on to, to say that carjackings in the District of Columbia have soared 108% this year compared to last year. And last year was a record high. And now uh, up 108% carjackings, right? And they said, as of Friday, police said there have been 821 carjackings in the city. We have 61 square miles of land in the District of Columbia. 821 carjackings so far this year. In an incident last week, D.C. police said, a 16-year-old girl driving a carjacked vehicle crashed into a utility pole in northeast Washington and was killed. Police arrested a 15-year-old girl who, they said, was also involved in the carjacking. The teen was previously in custody uh, of the city's Department of Youth Rehabilitation. See, because that's the kid prison. Because of robbery and theft charges, teenage girls in the District of Columbia. But the judge uh, said she ordered the teen released because the agency had no available housing for her. See, this is a Democrat-run city. They're doing such a great job. Violent crime is D- in D.C. is up 41% this year compared, compared to the same period in 2022. Now, that's your District of Columbia. That's Chicago. That's New York. That's San Francisco. That is Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. That's Los Angeles. That's that is the United States of America in 2023. And the Democrats defunded the police and reduced the number of police. How many? We're short 500 or 600 police officers, I think, in Washington, D.C. And uh, Democrats. This is because Democrats. Now, let's uh, bring it down to ground level here for a moment. D.C. liquor store owner, a nice-looking woman, seems to be a pleasant woman. D.C. liquor store owner says she's leaving Due to rising crime, Angela Allred, Angela Allred, the owner of Imperial Wine and Spirits, says her business is targeted by thieves almost daily. Downtown D.C. business owner says the rise in retail theft and overall crime in the district is forcing her to close her wine and spirits store by the end of the year. Angela Allred says shoplifting comes with the territory of owning a business in Washington, D.C. But after seven years, she says the theft is brazen, violent, and more common. Now, let's go to, we have some uh, audio because WUSA, the CBS uh, station in Washington, D.C., the CBS affiliate, they went and did a story on the lady. Um, Maybe it's, you know, one of their employees' neighborhood liquor store or something, but the lady says, you know, that's it. And uh, Channel 9 WUSA talking to Ms. Allred, the owner of the uh, store. And it, and it really is, I mean, it, it's, uh, she's in what should be, uh, it's a trendy neighborhood. It's a fashionable neighborhood. It's a neighborhood where people spend a million dollars on a two-bedroom condominium. 
uh, 12th Street Northwest, and she says she's targeted daily. Now people are just running in the store, grabbing it, and then leaving. And as they're leaving, they're actually laughing at us because they're, they know that there's nothing we can do. They're laughing at us. And uh, woman, woman-owned business, and the thugs come in and they're criminals and they're violent and they're menacing and they're threatening. And the nice woman is... Uh, um, she's decided that that's it. That's, uh, that's enough WUSA. And the nice business owner in Washington, D.C., Angela Allred. She says just yesterday she was forced to confront a man taking a $50 bottle. Uh, he then started to curse at me, pushed me as he walked out the door. Push These me. small businesses are left to police themselves. Someone comes in every day and steals a $50 bottle of wine. I mean, you're talking about a claim uh, you know, of loss of merchandise for over $18,000 every single year. And so she has decided to leave. Her business will no longer be there. So the thieves are going to go steal from somebody else and continue the pattern because in D.C., the mayor is anti-police. She came up, she had a press conference last week where she laughed and smiled for the TV cameras and, and uh, she came up, what do they call it? The ACT Act, the like, Acting on Criminal Trends Act. Everything has to be an acronym. And I think their solution is to do nothing uh, but hold a press conference. And the police are, of course, the bad guys in the eyes of the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party are the criminals who are doing all the stealing and the shooting people and the carjacking and the murders and the mass shootings. And, you know, that's the Democrat Party. And the problem is not our guns, it's your sons. So you raise these criminals, we want to take them off the street so that we can have a civil society, and uh, you attack the cops until the cops stop policing as a verb, right? Just crazy man crazy. Now, the uh, Washington Post had a, uh, they've got a, uh, a racist there by the name of Colbert King, and he types on behalf of the left at the Washington Post. An alleged, <clears throat> an alleged offender on policing in D.C. Quote, call them. They won't do anything. This is the, uh, the criminal saying, go ahead, call the police. They, they won't do anything. And that's because the Democrats have neutered the police and defunded the police and reduced the number of police so that... Um, you know, uh, pimps and thieves run free and good men die like dogs, to use a selected clip from Hunter S. Thompson. Monday's disgusting attack on a D.C. daycare teacher uh, walking with 24 toddlers was shocking enough. It was actually a couple of teachers walking with little kids, you know, little kids, toddlers, and they walk with little strings around their wrists and stuff. Teachers are walking and two Democrat men came up and assaulted them. But even more troubling was the way the alleged perpetrator seemed so confident that he had no reason to fear being held accountable by the D.C. justice system. The incident in which a man allegedly exposed himself, that's uh, he's a Democrat, and assaulted two teachers taking the children for their daily outing occurred in the Bloomingdale neighborhood of northwest Washington, D.C. According to the teachers, um, who had said uh, Mariela Vita Diaz Villalobos, uh, the kids screamed at the man to let her go 
Diaz Villalobos, ended up with a bloody nose and spent the night in the hospital because she was beaten by a Democrat man, a grown man. The second teacher was also punched in the head and face. Multiple punches because this uh, criminal. Now, the uh, the two women that were beaten and assaulted, um, they explained, uh, the, the assailant, 38-year-old Russell Fred Dunkley III, who is a Democrat, uh, has been charged with two counts of simple assault, lewd acts, misdemeanor, sexual abuse of a child, assault on a police officer. I'm sure he's back on the street. Obstructing, uh, aggravated panhandling. And uh, the thing is, the you know, they said, call the police. Uh, they, you know, we're, we're going to call the police. And he said, uh, go ahead. Here's what he said to them. Go ahead. They won't do anything. Go ahead. They won't do anything. Because the Democrats run the city of Washington and they have neutered the police. And the police have said, well, look, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Police aggressively, police as a verb, aggressively, and get the criminals off the street. Uh, Also, did you see the attack at La Diplomat on 14th Street? where I think Joe Biden went to dinner there. He orders takeout from there. And uh, two, it was racial. No, I think it was three black guys riding ATVs, these ATVs, the big four-wheeled motorcycle. They, uh, there are gangs of these guys riding around D.C. Got off and beat the hell out of two white guys. You know, if it was, if it was three or four white guys that beat up two black guys, it'd be big national news. But it was the opposite, so it's not even local news. Uh, beaten mob violence, uh, fashionable neighborhood again, million-dollar two-bedroom condos, and uh, this is because Democrats are running our cities. Why doesn't the government do something? That's what I'd like to know. What can they do? They're only people just like us. People my foot. They're Democrats. I have not gone to the telephones yet, so let us do that. Let's go to... Erica, calling from Winchester, Virginia. Love Winchester, Virginia. Erica, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thank you, Chris. So my thought is, looking at the economy today and the rate of inflation, um, everything is harder and harder and harder to afford. And this is all laid at Biden's feet and his administration. So he's making the economy so bad that we can't afford anything, even just to basically live. Thereby driving people in their minds that the only way they can survive is to go out and steal from other people, creating more and more loss. And so where does this stop? Because it seems like Biden is actually creating criminals. Uh, yeah, Biden and the Democrats are created. And also, you know, look, they told us that uh, the riots were mostly peaceful, that looting is uh, reparations. Uh, they've made it very fashionable to be to be a criminal. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I think they do that because they know it's their kids and, you know, their Democrat constituents, all these criminals. So they coddle them. And in the meantime, our cities are dying of murder. Ah! 
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.